Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Leading from Alignment with uh, coach and friend and all-around good guy guru, John Obaluski. How are you doing this morning, John? Jim, I'm doing great. Good. We've been getting a lot of great feedback lately, yeah, and uh, I, I think I think it's probably a good way to start this podcast by saying thank you to everybody. I Some of the things that I've seen, people are saying it's really scratching or they're itching. I just had this issue today. Uh, my, my entire staff listens to it every week. I mean, these are right. some pretty... Uh, some pretty tremendous comments. How, how are you feeling about the, the feedback so far? I'm excited about it. I, I, uh, I'm gratified by it. I have uh, There's a group of pastors out in Montana that are listening to us, saying, and they're telling us this is their favorite podcast. So I love it. Yeah, that's See, I'm cool. from the Midwest. I didn't even know Montana had the internet yet, so that's, that's <laughs> yes, a good thing. Do. I'm <laughs> just kidding, guys in Montana, because I know guys in Montana can shoot, too, so I'll be, I'll be very careful what I say from now on. <laughs> I always wanted to go to Montana. We, you should take me out there sometime when you go out yeah, there. Yeah, I'd love to do that. They can say, this is the guy that said that stupid thing about Montana. Good. <laughs> So today we're going to get into one of my favorite topics um, because I, I think this is really going to be cutting edge. It, it's it's old as time. It's as old as the Garden of Eden, and yet we're we're discovering. And my fingers are up, making quotation marks. We're discovering the importance of sleep, and uh, I I think there's so many misunderstandings. If we love what we do or the pressure of what we do is great, we'll we'll give this up. We'll sacrifice this. We lie to ourselves about it. So, why you know, tell us a little bit about about your own journey, about just the power of of sleep. So, Jim, I first of all want to give a shout out to our teammate Jamie Halavin for yeah. doing all the research uh, <laughs> for this. Uh, even though some of the things we'll share today are things I've been I've been talking about for a while, uh, Jamie did a, a great job uh, doing some research for me and. Uh, so I, I've heard some pretty, Jim, I've heard some pretty stupid statements <laughs> about sleep yeah. uh, from people. Uh, I, I remember one guy telling me, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Yeah. And I told him, how, or I asked him, how does your wife feel about that? Yeah, yeah. And then another person said, uh, sleep is a disposable commodity. And for me, and then I said back to him, I think that might be the stupidest thing I've yeah. ever heard somebody <laughs> and say. And I'm not a young man. I've heard a lot of stupid things. Right. Yeah. And yeah. both of those guys were pastors, by the way. Absolutely. Yeah. And what's funny is I, I, I think I knew that when you said that. Just just pastors say things like this. Right. There's this thought of, it's almost like it's um, a badge of honor. I only got four hours of sleep. I only need three hours of sleep a night. I, you know, yeah. I'll sleep when I'm dead. These are, these are terrible long-term plans. These are... It's, it's the shortest route probably to sickness, burnout, depression that there is, right? That's right. I mean, if you quit exercising whatever for a month, if you start eating, you know, maybe it doesn't affect you. But you quit sleeping for a month, and you're a completely different person. That's right. Yeah. Dumb. Yep. Yeah. So uh, Psalm 127 uh, was written by Solomon, King Solomon. And it, it uh, says this, In vain you rise up early and stay up late toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. Yeah. And, you know, King Sol- Solomon was no slouch yeah, right. when it came to achievement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yet he wrote those words. Yeah. And lived a Sabbath and and all the other things, too, that have to do with the pace of, of life. That's right. Yeah. So teach us about sleep, John. What, I mean, again, you've, you probably put more thought in this than everybody listening combined. What, what do you know about sleep that we need to know? Well, I'd like to talk about why yeah. sleep is so important to us. I, I think I have three or four reasons why. So let me give you a first one. Yeah. Arrested brain is a sharper brain yeah and i know that from personal experience yeah. i just know i get to a point in the day my brain turns to jello yeah. 
and it's time to go to the gym. It's time to do something else other than uh, deep thinking. And uh, and I find that I get a good night's sleep. I wake up in the morning and that set of tasks that were in front of me late in the day that I just couldn't even think straight about. Suddenly there's clarity. Yeah. So that's the first thing. A rested brain is a, is a sharper brain. You know, I, I had this a, a great illustration for this. I was doing a drywall job the other day and I was hanging a drywall in a basement. And I, I started in the morning, I ended in the evening, and it, I really probably worked two hours longer than I should have. Came back the next day to tape the drywall I hung, and you, know, you start where you started, you work, and it's great, everything's fine. By the time I got around to where I ended, it was terrible. It took twice the mud, you know, and then and I did the same thing. I, I went until I was too tired, came back yeah. to put the second coat of mud on. And the, I, I need to start from where I end and, and work my way backwards around there the other go. way to fix it. It's just <laughs> terrible because there is a certain point where you've, you've done too much. You've gone too far. Right. And instead of accomplishing something, you're better off getting rest, right, and starting over right. again the next day. And I think some leaders don't really understand when that is, Jim, or they, they haven't yeah. figured out how to know themselves well enough. I've gotten to a point in my life where I, I just know yeah. I've reached a, a point and I could push through, Yeah. but uh, I'm much better off if I just call it a day and get a good night's sleep. Can you elaborate on that? Like, what do you mean? Like, oh, how do you know? It's just easy things get hard or it's a feeling you have or? Uh, it's almost a feeling. Right. I, there's just a sense that I have this internal clock in me and I know where I've kind of reached the point where I'm done doing effective thinking. Right. In a day, and I didn't have that in my 20s and my 30s, and I don't know if it's a function of age, or right. whether it's just something that over time, because I've been focusing on it for a while, I figured out I know when I'm reaching my limit. Right. right. So it's it's tough. It's a little vague. But I think in though, a way. just making us conscious of it though, like there is a time, and we should we should ask ourselves the question: Am I still being fruitful? Right. Or, or would I be more fruitful tomorrow if I went and got rest and called it a day? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What else you got for us? What else do we need to so, know about sleep? Uh, uh, here's another reason why sleep matters. Uh, a rested brain is more resistant to anxiety and depression. Yeah. Um, here's some things that happen to our brain when we sleep. Our brain repairs itself when we sleep. It, it flushes yeah. out toxins hmm. uh, when we sleep. Uh, uh, Jamie uh, brought some really good research here. She said sleep helps our brain to take out the trash. Hmm. And I thought that was such a, a powerful yeah. uh, thought that our brain actually processes our emotions when we sleep. And, and most of the time, our mood's better after getting enough sleep. Yeah, absolutely. Now, the, the other side of that is a chronic lack of sleep makes us five times more likely to develop depression. Yeah. yeah. So you want a you wanna cheat code, you want a silver bullet when it comes mm -hmm. to anxiety and depression. Sleep is a big uh, part of wow. the answer. Wow. Sleep helps our brains to take out the trash. Yeah. That should be tattooed on, on the pastor's dashboards and things. I think so. Yeah. So so we're talking about physiology now. We're not just talking about, That's we're right. talking about chemistry. We're talking about biology. This is hardwired. You got it. And some people need more sleep and some people need less sleep. So we're not saying right. you need four hours or eight hours or 12 hours. We're saying you need to sleep. Like yeah. we know when we're rested and when we're not. Most adults need about seven to nine Yeah. on average. Wow. Can you get that five hours and then take a two-hour nap, that sort of thing, or is that suppose that you be... could? But interrupted sleep uh, is uh, counter counterproductive. Yeah. So yeah, most of the research that Jamie did for us and that we're reading up on is telling us somewhere around seven to nine hours of sleep right. a night for an adult. I, there's other things too that I've, I've been made aware of, like weight gain. Um, uh, just you know, your your 
all your stuff being thrown off. The, the desire right. for sweets because you're, you're low on energy because you didn't rest enough. The desire for caffeine. Um, you know, there's certain things that only happen when you sleep that, that coffee can't do for your brain. It, That's you're, right. You're sicker because of the lack of sleep and stimulating, overstimulating your body with substances uh, instead of getting rest to, to try to compensate. But you're still not accomplishing more, right? I mean, even though you're, you're more awake... I know the difference between being caffeinated and being rested. There's, yes. there's a difference. There's a there's a huge difference, and that kind of leads into the third reason why, Jim. You, you just kind of gave me a nice uh, nice intro to that. Um, a rested brain leads to better physical health, mm-hmm. and this is just proven. It slow it, uh, good sleep lowers our blood pressure. It reduces our risk of uh, diabetes. Believe wow. it or not, it yeah. helps us maintain our weight. Um, uh, chemicals that that strengthen our immune system are released and circulated in our blood. It's just like sleep provides an opportunity for our body to rejuvenate itself. Yeah, and that's exactly what it is. It yes. is it is God's reset button. There's a reason you He created it. darkness and, and our eyes not to be able to see in the dark. There's a time where just sitting still, falling asleep is is normal. Right. Yeah. And, and give us another one here. I, I know we've got one other one that I think I think <clears> pastors <throat> are going to be most interested in because we're all about productivity. How do that's I right. squeeze the most out of a day? And we think by giving up sleep or giving up Sabbath, we're we're doing ourselves a favor in productivity, and it's not true. Right. A rested brain leads to actually leads to greater productivity. Yeah. Um, uh, the negative effect of sleep deprivation is so great, Jim, that people who are hungover outperform people who are sleep deprived. <laughs> Um, and uh, I, you know, I know that sounds a little dramatic, but actually there's, that's, there's science to that. Well, can I, can I point out, I think they're both the result of sin. One is mm, a, 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 good point. a church's socially conscious, you know, like drunkenness is evil. Right. But I don't think we associate destroying our bodies as evil, you know, in, in other ways. Right. The, the guy that says smoking cigarettes is of the devil and he's got a Diet Coke in one hand and a candy bar in the other, right. you know, maybe just as guilty. <laughs> and the guy that's getting four hours of sleep at night and neglecting his, yeah. his own physical needs may be as guilty as the guy that went out drinking the night before. And here's the danger of that in the ministry, Jim. I think that gets cheered. Uh, it does, yeah, and, and 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 maybe more than it used. To, I mean, I think it was more that way several years ago, and I, I hope our message is getting out, and yeah. I think it is getting out that yeah. look, guys, we got to think differently about rest and sleep and things of that nature. Yeah. Um, Michael Hyatt puts it this way. I love it. He says this: uh, shortchanging your sleep to get more done is actually sabotaging your success. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Michael's built a wonderful company. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, yeah. it's amazing. Uh, the, uh, the work week that they, they put in, they really pushed the 40-hour yeah. work week. And he said something, Jim, that was so fascinating to me. He says, you know, we, we, we have our employees, we, we make our employees work a 40-hour week. Yeah. And he says, it's amazing when that's your limitation, how how focused you are mm-hmm. on the right things because you know you've only got 40 hours to get right. it done there right. there's no messing around no uh, cl- i mean you get to work and you work and yeah. i thought that's pretty that pretty is. awesome yeah that is good so I, I think better sleep is something that we're i'm seeing a lot of it now on tv right you know this mattress guarantees you better sleep this pill that's guarantees right. you better sleep i think we're realizing that that sleep for some is more difficult than others, uh, sometimes truth. because it's self-imposed, sometimes because I close my eyes and nothing happens. What, That's right. Can you give us some tips that might help us to, to get a better night's sleep? Yes. Uh, Sean Stevenson wrote a, a, a really good book. It's called Sleep Smarter. Hmm. Uh, and, and in that book, he gives a, there's several strategies that he gives. And so I, I'd just like to give a couple of these. You know, yeah. uh, or Actually, I'll give you four. 
Well, the first one is to go low tech at night <clears throat> and, you know, get away from your phone, get away from your iPad, even get away from the TV right. Artificial and, light. Yeah, and get away from that. Uh, and, you know, for some of us, our smartphone is right by us on the <laughs> nightstand at night. Not a really good strategy if you want a good night's sleep. Yeah. Yeah. You ever, you ever been camping and, uh, you know, like you're deer hunting or something and it starts to get dark about five, six o'clock at night, you get around the campfire by seven o'clock, you can't keep your eyes open. That's right. There really is a difference between unnatural light and natural light that when the, the melatonin serotonin in our brains is produced because of light or the lack of it. And we, we tell our brain it's still, it's still August, you know, by, by staying awake and keeping the lights right. on until 11 o'clock. That's, that's great. Yeah. So that's one. Uh, another uh, suggestion he gives is, keep, uh, is creating a nightly routine. Mm -hmm. um, you know, going to bed at the same time. I try to go to bed at the same time every night. Uh, uh, you know, some sort of ritual that allows your body to downshift uh, and your brain to downshift. And so, uh, you know, and I think that's one of the reasons leaders struggle with sleep, Jim, is because you know they're, you know they're they're pushing up against their bedtime. They're working on stuff yeah. that's that's uh, pretty intense. Yeah. And uh, you just can't flop into bed and then hope that sleep was going to happen. Yeah. Most of the well, time. I know my day is scheduled around certain hours, but then everybody gets home from their hours and calls me and says, "I have this emergency. Someone just right. died. I, my marriage is falling apart. My kid's not home yet." I mean, when they need their pastor, it's often not between nine and five. Of course, and you do get engaged in some serious situations, you know, after hours, if you right. will. And so, having that nighttime routine that you know is waiting for you. You, know, you try to protect even, you know, Absolutely. Put your, put, turn your phone off right. and, and go to sleep. And I would just say if you're if you're overtired pastor, you're not going to be much help to people whose marriages are falling apart. Yeah. Yeah. And pretty soon you'll be joining them if you're, not, right. if you're not more careful. What else do you got to help us get a better night's sleep? Um, one of the things he says, I thought this was pretty interesting. He said, consider using music. Hmm. And I thought to myself, it's probably not the heavy metal variety. <laughs> To listen to before you go to bed, but some, you know, play a, the same song or set of songs uh, yeah. every night that kind of just gets you relaxed. Uh, for me, yeah. I, I uh, don't do that. I've committed Psalm 23 mm -hmm. to memory. Yeah. And yeah. so many nights, in, in fact, last night yeah. I was laying in bed and I and I put myself to sleep. Yeah. Reciting quietly Psalm 23. And the shepherd's and, prayer. You're counting sheep, just like yeah. the old the old saying is. Yeah, I yeah. guess I am, yeah. and, and it just puts me out. Yeah, and it's just one. You're the sheep in that, in that song. That's right. Yeah, good. What else you got? And then one other thing he give, uh, he gives, one other suggestion is watching what you eat and drink. Um, he says it's a lot better to not eat for several hours prior to sleep yeah. because of the, the action of digestion, and, and that yeah. can keep you a, a, awake. Um, he, he talks about the importance of staying hydrated during the day yeah. uh, and, and, then, and being careful with caffeine. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I have a client who uh, was having terrible insomnia and uh, he was uh, struggling getting to sleep at night um, and he was going to his doctor he was going he's trying to figure all this out and we were encouraging him to exercise and, yeah. and to do all this stuff and he was still struggling months later and I, and I just was scratching my head I said I don't know how to help this guy and he said John guess what I decided I was going to stop drinking a whole pot of coffee every morning <laughs> I said, you were drinking a whole pot of coffee? Uh -huh. He goes, yeah, I was, yeah, I drank 10 cups of caffeine. And, it, and he says, I cut it out, and within days I was sleeping like a baby. Yeah, wow. You know, so, so just things like that, right. you know. But that's not out of balance. I think he was trying to wake up by drinking that pot of coffee after not having a good night's sleep. You got it. 
and he just threw himself completely out. That's right. I know there's some studies that show vitamin D, natural sunlight, absolutely. other things can really help us as well. That's absolutely yeah. the truth. So I, I think as we're talking about this, John, I think sometimes we, we look at seasons. The joke that we have around here is, is uh, next week things will go back to normal is the lie that grownups tell themselves every week until they die. Right. And, and there never is a normal. You yeah. know, so I think thinking of ministry and life not as a sprint every week, yeah. but, but one continuous race is, is a good one. Do you agree? I agree. I mean, God's called us to uh, run a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. Um, and we said this before on another podcast, Jim, a prior podcast, that sprinters or marathoners run at a different pace yeah. than sprinters. And uh, so sleep is an important part of a marathoner's yeah. uh, success. Uh, and uh, and strategy. So, um, you know, if I, I, I could just wrap up this thing on sleep, Jim, I, I, I feel like, man, it is a cheat code. Yeah. It's really a leader's cheat code. It's a secret weapon. Yeah. That if we will learn how to get our arms around it, I think we'll be able to run the race the Lord's called us to run and yeah. do it for a long time yeah. and actually have more fun Yeah. along the way. And, and it benefits everybody. Your, your kids, your, your spouse, your grandkids, everybody will be better because of this. Yep. This is better. Good. Now, the, and our, our next uh, podcast coming up next week, John, I'm excited about it because you're talking about finishing the race strong. Yep. Having, and, and this is one of those things. We, we, right. we noted in the past that people who do suffer uh, moral failures, et cetera, that sleep is one of the, they're exhausted. And right. just like a person that's starving would reach for a Twinkie. To, to get something in them, someone yeah. who's exhausted will reach for something else just to get that dopamine rush, yeah. um, and it's dangerous. So finishing strong. You want to give us any any sort of uh, teaser for for the next podcast? Sure. Uh, the the kind of the impetus for this one was some recent public denunciations of faith by well known Christian leaders. I, I think maybe you've seen a few of those, Jim. Yeah. And and it just brought the reality to light that finishing well isn't easy. Yeah. And I think sometimes when we hear of these public guys, these high-profile guys saying, I'm, I'm not sure I believe anymore, yeah. we wonder, does anybody finish well? Yeah. And more personally, will I finish well? Yeah. So in the next pod, we're going to talk about behaviors that increase, increases our chances of finishing with a flourish. Love it. Love it. Great. Well, John, thank you for your time. I, I trust that we will rest well uh, with this information and the decisions will be made. And perhaps today was a day where everything changed by tweaking one part of our life. And we're always grateful for wisdom. That's what wisdom is. It's that one sentence that makes all the other paragraphs align and connect. And we're grateful. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, always uh, go to the, the bottom there and hit the like button or share it with a friend. We encourage you in your ministry, in your life, in your marriages. And uh, we'll see you again next week. Thank you.